Football is a game of aesthetics. It's all about what does it look like. Football is a game of tradition. The man who wins the penalty can't take it. <laughs> Football is a game of passion. Oh, bollocks! Villa scored. And that is why we love it. <laughs> Fuck me, why is this stupid game back? I think that was a real low point for me in my life. It's time to turn the volume down. Goals scored by new signings are the only ones that count. Penalties don't count. And Mamoru Saku having an absolute howler. That doesn't count either. The worst 90 minutes of football in Premier League history. He's oh, a fraud. Sedan's a fraud. Everyone's favourite statistical fraud. Brendan Rodgers. All about the aesthetics, that's what Absolutely. I like to see. That is just a bit of stat padding. Individual sport masquerading as a team game. Look at his Instagram, he's the ultimate beat of me. BBC Sport decided to advertise their TikTok account. Yuck. Yuck. <laughs> it just doesn't get any better. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Under the Floodlights. And where on earth do we start? We've had two cup competitions, cancellations everywhere, sackings, signings, managers complaining about the schedule, Norwich winning a game of football, Connor Cody and Adama Traore doing some goals and some absolute scenes over in Africa. I'm joined as always by Christopher Ringland. Chris, how are you this week? Yeah, uh, very good. There's a lot that's been happening, um, although I don't think anything can beat uh, Tunisia being in ice baths and therefore not coming out to finish the game against Mali in that game. In the My only thought whenever that happened was, remember last season we had the Brighton United game? Where oh, in the ninety fifth yes. minute the ref blew the whistle and then had a VAR call. Yes, of course. I, thought, yeah. I was just like, Brenton should have just done that. Be like, right, we're in the bath. <laughs> I, th- I think the biggest thing that I was struck by that one in particular when apparently the ref had sunstroke is that that ref had refed in the World Cup. Oh really? <laughs> you know what, what what's happening here? Like which World Cup? That Russian. That's one. Oh well, then I was going to say he definitely doesn't have sunstroke there. Then that's all right. <laughs> But yeah, with a lot to cover, because I've noticed recently, football is just constant. I've hit that like mid, mid-season mid lull where nothing is making me feel like emotional about anything. Like, I felt no anger, joy, comedy, anything. I'm just like, yeah, football's on. I, that's because of Chelsea being out of the title race. Partly that. I've accepted that bit, but there's just so much going on. Uh, we missed last weekend the FA Cup, oh. so just a, just a few things that cover from that really i enjoyed my yearly watch of millwall i watch 90 minutes of millwall a year and it's always the third round of the fa cup and that lot don't disappoint every single year it's it's the fact that i think i read that their their chairman was like um they were launching like a new pr campaign it was like literally something like don't be an arse or something yep Um, or something like that uh yeah i basically what i did was i I like the FA Cup because you get to see all these teams that you never would obviously would never yep. see. So I went back and like watched the highlights of the first and second rounds, uh, <laughs> and there were some some serious names uh, in those first and second rounds, and some um, guys that like hadn't seen in absolute years, and they're like like Wes Houlihan is still going. Houlihan, like, yeah, thirty nine <laughs> years old um, for someone. Example. Just loves the game. Yeah, um, but, that's yeah. all the FA Cup is. It's just people clinging on. There's a guy at Millwall. Don't know his name, but I see him every year, and his hair is grey every single year. Every year, I'm like, has he not retired yet? And he's always there. <laughs> I get what you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> can't remember his name, but every year, I just feel a bit of comfort going. Oh, he's still knocking about. Always comes on like the 84th minute up yeah, front. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the the issue the issue though that I have with the FA Cup is that like. Like it is great and all that, but every single time uh, 
lower league team scores even against the bigger team, they're like, "Oh, the upset is on, magic of the cup." <laughs> and I'm like, you know, "Like, you know, we do get that after like the 170th edition of the FA Cup. You know, like you don't need to keep partner on." Yeah, whenever you have like 40 games on in a day, it's like, yeah, somewhere that's going to happen. Uh, yeah, even yeah. even the Chelsea Cheltenham game or Chesterfield game, sorry. Yeah. Chelsea were five 0 up, conceded, and the commentators like, "Oh, bit of a wobble." Yeah, <laughs> let's let's wise up here. And to be fair, uh, the Chesterfield, all about that football club, a lot of respect shown from them. Right. They were tweeting after the game, you know, showing their media guys being like, "Oh, fantastic day out of Chelsea!" And all the fans seem to have a good day out. They got their goal. Yeah, their their academy got a day at the Chelsea academy and everything. It looked like a real just nice tie. It's a big respect to Chesterfield showing that respect because that's what I love. Uh, elsewhere in the FA Cup, we had the sort of upset, but. It's not really, but on paper, technically, the richest football club in the world got put out by Cambridge United. They did. They did. Now, um, the goal, Chris. Welcome, Sir Kieran Trips. Yeah, what, what, what a day from the start, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> He's come from Atletico Madrid, you know, winning titles and everything and being berated by Diego Simeone, the higher standards, yeah. and has been put out by a bunch of lads who, after the game, all did the Ronaldo celebration. <laughs> I, th- I think this is actually the game that Wes Houdahan came on as well. Um, yeah, and apparently the striker, like, oh, he was from Newcastle and he grew yeah, up idolizes Shearer. <laughs> I did. I thought. I thought the goal was offside. I'll be honest. Uh, <laughs> it, it was a rough goal. I, I, like, fair play to Cambridge. Uh, I'm sure they're a great club, um, and you know, all the best to them. But like, it was all about Newcastle. Let's be honest. Yeah, everyone was just enjoying that just headline of Newcastle United nil. I, I do, I do <laughs> Cambridge to, won. I do have to say though, like I know they're fitting in like twenty two games, but you know when they do like the match of the day for the FA Cup. Mm. Um, I, I mean, I would love. To, in fact, I want to put in a freedom of information request to find out how much Dion Dublin earned for that appearance <laughs> because everything he said was just he literally just spoke in cliches, like n- nothing in between, just like butts and ads. You know, well, that's the reason we don't cover the FA Cup because you can't really, because he doesn't know any of those guys playing. You're watching games that don't have VAR or even goal line technology. Kidderminster, they went through, they didn't have goal line technology. Can we, can we discuss that as well? Why that's fair that some games have goal line technology of VAR and some don't? I don't, I don't it's, really understand. It's so bizarre. I actually think it's funny like watching clubs likes of Cambridge and Chesterfield come their Premier League ground and you're like this is the first time these boys have ever played with VAR yeah it's just such a strange competition yeah um, yeah there were some absolute screamers scored as well in a lot of the games uh, from what I remember I can't like n- none stood out the only thing the only other thing that did stand out to me was the draw Chris because <laughs> I'm convinced this is the most fixed competition in the world <laughs> why because <laughs> I'm looking now at the fourth round draw and everyone avoided everyone, basically. <laughs> Crystal Palace are going to play Hartlepool. <laughs> Chelsea are going to play Plymouth Argyle. <laughs> Southampton against Coventry. Everton against Brentford. Now, I would say, along the other lines of, you know, you're playing a club that's below you. Brentford are going to play Everton, who are in just shambles at the moment. We'll get on to that. Yeah. 
West Ham are playing Kidderminster away. Look, look no, no, nobody asked for that. Like, like you know, like yeah, you're about to watch a game here with like no VAR and no goal line techno. Yeah, I'm not sure about. I'm not really looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, United are going to play Middlesbrough. Tottenham are going to play Brighton. Liverpool are going to play Cardiff. Nottingham Forest against Leicester. And Man City against Fulham. That's fixed. I, like, I mean, can't, I, can't, I, I can can't see tell Chris, me otherwise. I can see Chris Wilder taking Middlesbrough to like destroy with physicality Man United and win up um, against the the Ranić four two two two. Yeah, absolutely. Like he'll turn up the old Trafford going well. You're up against Varane. He's a big softy in the Champions League. I, I have to say though, um, to be fair to Kidderminster, National League South. Like right, it's pretty far down the pecking order to get that far. Yeah, it, <laughs> like, it hits that know. stage of far down where I just lose track. It's like I don't even know what that means at this point. Well, so, yeah, so that's like below the league, below League Two, basically. Um, <laughs> One other thing, actually, Chris from West Ham played Leeds and United played Villa. Absolute disgrace that both those games were on television. Uh, well, We've just watched them once again this yeah. weekend. I mean, I mean, Leeds played like a lot of their. Younger players, actually, yeah, thought we're all right. Um, but as we get on to, we didn't fare so well in the in the reverse fixture. Mm-hmm. Well, at least dur- during the week, you seem to get on well in a game that no one knew was happening. <laughs> West Ham somehow played Norwich on West uh, on Wednesday night with like anyone knowing that this was going on. I texted you the next day, being like, "I cannot believe you're not one because I didn't know what was happening." You said it was almost like one of those um, "if a tree falls in the woods" situation. Now, did it actually happen? You know, yeah. Like, I had, to, I had to look up the highlights to be like, okay, Jared Bowen's had a great game. But other, like, if I hadn't have seen those that highlight video on my YouTube recommended, I wouldn't have known this went went ahead. I mean, the, the funny thing is that I actually didn't realise that the Chelsea Spurs game was on. I only realised that this game was on. See, that's a bigger disgrace because that was actually on TV. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I mean, basically, that was that match was a COVID match that Norwich postponed from before Christmas. Because as we know, West Ham have not postponed one fixture mm. uh, due to COVID or anything else like that, despite the fact that we have one of the smallest squads in the league. <laughs> and um, I think we do need to I think we do need to call it out because I am not gonna sit here and say that we lost to Leeds yesterday um because we were fatigued, although it was a really annoying loss because we've now played four more games than Spurs. Um etc. Um, and twenty more than Burnley. <laughs> but we but we need to we need to establish this right now um is what on earth was this last week where liverpool postponed the match but they all didn't actually have covid we, we, we need to, we need to get this out now because if if that's the reason why games aren't happening and we had to play norwich now to fulfill the fixture and then the weekend again after the fa cup and everything i mean we, we need to kind of start like david moyes was starting to conspire yeah, so the entire league's in shambles with this because initially this had, I think, 11 of the 12 cases Liverpool claimed to have came back false. The only person who actually had it was Trent Alexander-Arnold. And let's just stop at that point just there, really, right? Because yep. as far as I'm aware, not a scientist, not an epidemiologist, etc. From my understanding, lateral flu, false positives is something like a 2% chance of happening or something like that. Yep. Yeah, it happened to 11 of the 12 players at Liverpool. So something is not really adding up there. 
Well, I think it's like, remember last year whenever all the kids were like pouring like Coke and Sprite onto their tests? Because that I, I, see, gave... I didn't realize this happened. Like you, so I, this must be a thing I wasn't aware of. So, so all the kids in school were doing this to get COVID so they wouldn't have to go into school or something? Yes, so that they, like one of them would do it and then it's like, oh, he's been in close contact with whoever, shut the entire class down. You know, well, one of them's clearly caught Jürgen's attention. <laughs> kids who's playing for Liverpool yeah. <laughs> so yeah that, that put the first leg of the Arsenal-Liverpool game in the shambles and Chelsea then went through in the League Cup before there had even been a ball kicked in the other right, time. So, so is there going to be a second leg or is that just one fixture? Well this is now where this goes in the shambles so Arsenal called off their game against Spurs this weekend due to Covid cases and injuries and I've no problem with it at all because I'm now of the opinion if that every club should get one game they're allowed to go right I want that off and Arsenal have now used theirs that's grand but that game's already been postponed once and now Arsenal are in a bit of a shambles squad wise so can they even put a team out here against Liverpool but like I, I don't, how, are they, how are they in shambles squad wise like well cause they've sent so many they've obviously sent Aubameyang to the AFCON Xhaka is a clown <laughs> So got himself but, but sent but off. We should not be. But we should not be in this. Like, I, I I go back to the point I made when I was getting angsty at Chelsea. Is that you have all the under twenty threes and under eighteens? Like, I'm sorry, you just like you just got to use them. That's what but, Leeds, Leeds have been doing that for about three weeks. Well, Leeds are yeah, Leeds are playing a crash basically. My I, I issue with it, they're good. Yeah, half decent so they are. But my whole thing with it is, I actually don't mind it. With Arsenal's as well has come around because they've sent a bunch of boys out on loan recently. Oh t- yeah, this as well. Yeah, like like Ainsley's gone out on loan, so that's brought down the squad a bit. But my issue is with people like our Red Nev on Sky, who's sitting there acting all high and mighty, being like, "Oh, it's a disgrace." Arsenal's getting called off. Meanwhile, Tottenham at the start of December there went f- like something like 50 days was like playing an away game there's oh. there's no up there's no uproar then oh uh, well, Rat- well there was on this podcast yeah on this podcast but not from red nevin co meanwhile and then who, who else was it ranyak ranyak got three weeks to work with a squad that he had only recently met because of a bunch of this so i'm not of the opinion they got that then let arsenal have however many days they want work away i i feel like clubs should be rewarded for not postponing fixtures um like 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 us who have not postponed any fixtures. Neither have we, Chris. Oh, oh, oh no! <laughs> oh no! Well, if you well if you, you started that, if you started that, then Burnley would be like minus twenty points. No, no, Burnley, no, are, not, Burnley are just um, a victim. <laughs> not punishing people for postponing the games, but rewarding the people who haven't postponed the games. <laughs> uh, you know, more of a more of a carrot than a stick. Well, that's that's. I think whenever I'm sitting there about just feeling no emotion towards the Premier League, it's partly because of this. Because I'm looking at a league table that doesn't make it's sense. A bit off at the minute. Yeah, because I'm looking at it being like Tottenham are ten points behind us. They've three games in hand. Oh, they could catch us, but it's like, does that really matter? You look at the bottom of the table. You're looking at Burnley. You're going, well, they're second bottom on eleven points, but they four games in hand. I'm just kind of looking at it being like, none of this is real at the moment. Yeah, I think Wolves actually could get into the top four, basically, as well, in the next two games. It's, so it's all just complete uh, complete shambles everywhere. Yeah. Now, we do have, I think, after next weekend's games, we have a, like a fake winter break. What do you mean? 
So I think yeah, next weekend's fixtures are the 23rd and then yeah, the Premier League before the next round of FA Cup fixtures put in like a two-week break because these boys obviously were running to the ground over Christmas. Yeah, th- this is the other thing, Billy, right? I think we need to nip something in the bud right now. Um, What's that? With, Af- with AFCON. There's <laughs> right. no way, right, that this has caused as much disruption as it's always hyped up to be. Let- let's, be- let's be clear right now. Liverpool have two Premier League games without Salah and Mane. Yep. Two Premier League games. How on earth, sorry, why, why do we hype this up every year at home that this is such an issue? Well, to be fair to them, they're like their two key players going forward. Uh, that, that's unfortunate. They were born in the countries they were born in. That's the, that's the way it goes. <laughs> no, get that tournament in the summer, making a proper competition. Those boys, those boys can run about and play in 50 degree heat, but... <laughs> Put it I mean, out. I mean, the ref was getting sunstroke and it's January. <laughs> like. No, the entire thing is just a mess. The AFCON is just added to it, to be honest. I, 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 I don't know that it has been as much it has, as people have let on. I, but I if you don't take, think it has. Yeah, but if you take a couple of players of each squad, even likes of Arsenal, if you take a couple of players out there and then COVID cases come, injuries happen, suspensions happen. It, no, does, it just in, takes away from the Premier League. Sus- injuries and suspensions are the way it goes. I'm sorry. Like, COVID is different. Afghan is different. I accept that because, like, that is totally out of your control. And injuries are out of your control mm. as well. But, like, injuries and suspensions are the same for everyone. Like, mm. you no, know. I just, the entire thing for me, it's just so, it's not transparent at all. Like, some games will get called off yeah, and be like, yes, okay, and then, yeah, and then right others will be like, no, that's been declined. And we, we'd never even get a reason. No. And and then Spurs, you see Spurs, Spurs put out a statement about <laughs> well, this. About this was absolutely ridiculous, about the game getting called off. Now Which bear one? in mind, that the, the Arsenal game. Oh, right, yeah. Now bear in mind, this is a club who got a game against Burnley called off like two hours beforehand. Oh, yeah, yeah. But they put out this full statement coming through saying, we've got the announced the Sunday's North London derby against Arsenal's being postponed. This follows an application from Arsenal to the Premier League on the basis of a combination of COVID, existing and recent injuries, and the players on international duty at the AFCON. Blah, blah, blah. Keeps going on. It finishes interestingly, though, because they try and act as though, you know, they're the moral superior. So they put down saying, yet again, fans have seen their plans disrupted at unacceptably short notice. Okay, that's fair. But I think on this podcast, we brought up the story about the guy who flew from America for that Spurs Burnley game I never got to it. It, it it's not even just that it's the it, this is the club who allowed Stade Rene FC to travel from France to yeah. live in London for a European game and then the, didn't fulfil the fixture that they couldn't play telling nobody yeah well the next the next line's my favourite it's just we shall once again send food deliveries to the local food banks to avoid unacceptable waste what was the need oh, to put that in there that's just oh, acting that's just like look at us Look at us. But yeah, and that just finishes. We're, we are sincerely sorry for our fans, some of whom will have travelled great distances. That, that warmed me up so much from a club. I, who... we, we can't have this again. We, we can't, like, this is, once Burnley's postponement throughout, that's it. Like, we can't have <laughs> any more than this. Yeah, no, that's coming from a club who I think Roman Abramovich should get uh, naming rights for their stadium after midweek. Yeah, like, let's, <laughs> let's get on with it. I kind of I'm at the point now where I kind of agree. Just play whenever. I can't wait to see where Tottenham are going to fit these games in. I cannot well, wait. Thing, yeah. I can't wait for that Antonio Conte meltdown. Yeah, 
Uh, so I can't, can't wait for that press conference. Another great press conference uh, yesterday, Chris. We'll get over to the West Ham Leeds game. Great couple of quotes from your manager of all people. Uh, and what was this after the game? Sorry, this was this was after Leeds had defeated West Ham United by three goals to two. And what was probably the ultimate Ringland bump of all time. <laughs> <laughs> but they were they were they were asking Moisey about the midweek game. Moisey said, "I think it was a huge factor today. You've got the, uh, <laughs> you've got to not take away the fact that we were drawn the FA Cup, so we had to play Leeds twice. And the way Leeds play is a big energy game. All the managers in the league knew that. We didn't agree with playing Norwich. We've missed one game, not by our doing. Leeds had two games to play, and they weren't asked to play midweek. I can't understand it. It only tells me that those making the decisions don't understand recovery. They're getting it wrong. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm." What's wrong with that? You can't back up as a West Ham fan. The what? stuff you've given me on this podcast whenever I've said about players being running the ground. Moisey's had one one time where he's had to play a Wednesday and he's gurned. Um, oh, look I, at us. I don't, you know. I, 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 don't th- I don't think it's comparable because, because we... Well, first of all, we've never postponed the game. But second of all, second of all, we have a smaller squad than Chelsea, if we're doing a direct comparison. Use your academy. I've been told this. Uh, I've been told this from you. Our our academy players have done really well against Dynamo Zagreb and at other occasions. Well, you've got got, got to use them in a game. He's going to get a game against Norwich. (laughs) Norwich. Come on, David. Listen, if there was going to be a game we're playing midweek, of course you would choose Norwich. Like I'm not going to get away from that. But And Moisey's gurning. He's going to have to play it at some point. Look, we know what he's doing. He's protecting the players because Jared Bowen should have scored in the last minute, even though he's done really well recently. And it's a day up, give the ball away loads of times and let Leeds score. And Rafinha, Jack Harrison punished him. That, that, that was the story oh. of the game, basically. And the two young guys did really well. This guy who came from Chelsea, apparently, Bailey, <laughs> shockingly. Um, Lewis Bates young, young Lewis yeah um, left left the club for one and a half million in the summer but absolutely class and centre mid although brutally got taken off again. yeah got yeah, subbed on and then subbed off because I saw him come on and I was like oh can't wait to see how young Lewis does went out for a bit came back and my brother who's a Leeds fan just went yeah he got taken off again like did he do anything wrong he was like no not really they your, just <laughs> your brother's a Leeds fan yeah he's one of these he sports Leeds just because I support Chelsea he doesn't really <laughs> For years, he didn't even like football. He just liked winding me up, but has now found because they're in the Premier League a new love for the game. I, I didn't. Um, I, I didn't know you were supporting me. But yeah, back to the game. Uh, the ring on bump, Chris. How, how was it when we saw the first one go in? Never mind the third. How was it when we went? Oh, flip. I thought. I thought Aaron Cresswell. Aaron Cresswell was, it was just all legs. Was the issue. <laughs> uh, guy clearly has been out for a month or so. Um, <laughs> I I, I I think it was quite funny to be honest. I just it's the fact it was a hat trick. You know, wasn't even like a good performance. It was a hat trick. Yep, most of his career. Uh, it was it was a basketball game. This I thought it, it was a great game. To be fair, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. two two likable teams. I would say, you know, in the Premier League, likable. Well, likable in how to play. You know. Well, likeable from your perspective. I hate I hate Leeds the way they got on. No respect well, in for this that game, club. No, no, just in general. Well, but I enjoyed like 
this morning, like seeing on Sky Sports News and stuff, and they were bringing up like stats. One of the stats was like, "This is the first hat trick for Leeds against West Ham since the 1920s." I th- and, you know, like, I, and I was just like, "I'm not surprised by that at all." How but, often is a hat trick scored? Never mind in this specific fixture. Can we nip something else in the bud that has literally been going since time memorial uh, about football, where we have this. Oh, in the last four games against oh, Wolves, or the last five games against Southampton, <sighs> well, how is that? Bar any slight psychological thing, like oh, Callum Wilson tends to score against West Ham, yeah. which does happen, right? How does this have any bearing on anything? Was well, a completely different situation in different circumstances in a different match? Yeah, you play them twice every twelve months. Yeah, you know, and, and like oh, it's like oh. Last four games against Reading, you know, oh, <laughs> Reading were last in the Premier League in like 2013. And it's like, oh, well, well, here's the form, guys, you know. <laughs> My favourite's like whenever you're watching a game and it's like the 75th minute and it brings up that stat of goals between the 75th minute and the 90th <laughs> for teams. Because there was one point in the season where it had like Chelsea high and I was like, yeah, we scored three of those against Norwich. Like, that's, that's, a, that's another meaningless stat. It's just so they can like get it going and be like, oh yeah, something might happen here when nine times out of ten, they actually won't. Yeah, this is where the stats guys who aren't off to have their like non-penalty XG and all this kind of stuff where it's like, they kind of factor in things <laughs> like this. <laughs> but yeah, just on this game, I just enjoyed watching it and seeing that third goal go in and being like, Chris is just sitting there having to sink in the sofa, being like, yeah, I suppose it deserves this. Yeah, and I mean, like, we had that goal that was ruled out as well. Um, so a Biz- bizarre goal. I I felt sorry for Leeds seeing that get this loud where the ball just like went straight up, wasn't it, Rodrigo? Yeah, like I, I just it, it is a really disappointing result because I, I don't think we people kind of really realised how bad it is because I, I still think us and Arsenal are in the best position to make top four over the long term of the season, but but we're like. There was just little moments of quality that are kind of the difference between top four and not top four. And it was quite disappointing that we lost as a result. Yeah, as you say, that button miss, looking yeah. back, it's like, what, what way was he going for I that know. ball? Got to head that, yeah. Especially in just in the form he's been in. Yeah. He's been quality. He's, he's now my Salah replacement, my fantasy team for a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good, good to see a bit of vindication when I think very early on in the season I said he was the most underrated player in the league and now, now England is on the horizon it seems. Get him on the plane. Yeah. And we'll move on to a club that's in shambles, Chris. Everton played Norwich. My, my first note here, I started writing notes on this last night and my first one just says, Rafa has to go, stupid appointment from the start. Well now, luckily, <laughs> Rafa has got the boot. I was looking today on his website. He's released a statement on his website, which I'll get to. But on his the, website? Yeah, so go on to his website, rafabenitez.com. There is one of the funniest photos I've seen of him just walking out of the water. <laughs> I'm, I'm choosing it, the English it, option. It, it, oh, it, look, yeah. <laughs> it looks like an album cover for like a Britain's Got Talent winning opera singer or something. It is... It's, it's something that'll stay with you. Sorry, it's hang on. Is, it, is this like a thing people do, by the way? Sorry. I don't know. I this is the first I've ever seen a is manager this? have one of these. Look at all this. Look at yeah. the Chelsea it's, photos and the Newcastle photos. And... It's got it's got the full CV. Like, blog post from twenty twenty. Five <laughs> subs. No thanks. <laughs> yeah, there's. I, if you go down like the blog post, like every other one of them is about a death. 
the relativity of all things. What? <laughs> what? He clearly, he clearly had some time whenever he was over in like Shanghai or oh, something. Oh, he was in China, of course. Yeah, he don't have to keep himself busy. But I'll go through a few of the quotes here. It just says like, "We knew it wouldn't be easy, and that was a big challenge, both emotionally and in terms of sport." My love for this city, for Merseyside and its people, made me accept this challenge. But it's only when you're inside that you realise the magnitude of the task. Uh, he says, I'm convinced that we would have been better once the injured players were back and with the arrival of the new signings. The road to success isn't easy. And sadly, nowadays in football, there is a search for immediate results and there is always less and less patience. Unfortunately, circumstances have determined the results and it won't be possible to continue this project. My best wishes for Everton Football Club, Rafa Benitez. I, I, I don't accept that at all. I think, no. were, I think they were awful for most of the season. And I think he knew what he was getting into. But, but right, so here's the, right. So, so here's the thing. First of all, right, bottom five as it is, that is the relegation battle. Yep. No, nobody else is going to be in that sort of danger. Mm-hmm. Brentford and Leeds won't be. I don't think. Um, right. W- what is going on at Everton, Bailey? I mean, the point where you you allow Lucas Digna to be sold because the manager has fallen out with him, and then. Replace him with a, with a new fullback and another fullback because Seamus Coleman's getting on as well, and then sack him. I I couldn't believe what I was reading whenever I saw that Luca Dean had been sold. It's like normally the players are the ones who are backed, but in this situation, no one was backed. It was just like, yeah, we're just gonna let everyone go and then put in a guy, Mikalenko, at the weekend who was atrocious. Like, I, like I'm sure he's a good player, right? I'm sure he is. Um, mm. And like, I, here's the thing as well with Lucas Dean. I'd be like. If you if you had to name one club that was almost exactly the same level in terms of fans, clubs, stadium, reputation, history, yeah, where Everton, where they Everton, should be aiming, who, who would it be? It would 100. be Aston Villa. Yeah. So you're selling it to the direct direct rival. Yeah, I, 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 I couldn't pitch. believe what what the higher ups like. Was the guy called Mashiri? I couldn't believe what this guy's thinking. The Dinya, or hundred percent the. Dina's statement that he put out on his Instagram was funny as well because it was just a dig at Rafa. <laughs> like, the entire the entire thing. It's like the club don't deserve that. The fans don't deserve that. And to be honest, I don't feel I deserve that. There are many good and decent people in and around Everton who want the best for this club and not only for themselves. And today, I can only say from my heart, I wish you the best. It's been an honour and a true pleasure to play for you, the fans, the people, because a club do not belong to a player or manager, but to the fans. Straight in. Just yeah. Rafa, me and you, not happening. I'm leaving because of you. You're going to let this entire club down. You know, he's one of the top players last season in terms of like free kicks, assists, everything. He was phenomenal. And Rafa came in just took an instant dislike to him. He's one of the best left-backs in the Premier League, easily. And it's it's not just that. If Dominic Calvert-Lewin, who apparently got injured again, I don't know if you saw that. Um, oh, did he? But that's why he wasn't playing against Norwich. Or, yeah, Norwich. Um, if he is not fit, like it doesn't matter who they bring in, I think there is a serious danger there going down. There's there's a lot of the Everton squad and team you kind of look at. And you're like they they should be good players, but for whatever reason, the culture at Everton has built has just completely ruined those players. Yeah, you look at sort of the front three and you think, you know, you're going Calvert Lewin, you're going Richarlison, you're going Demario Gray, should be all right. You know, you look at a midfield, you're talking that guy Alan, you're going, well, he'll go in, stick a couple of tackles in. You look at the back four and you think Coleman, Kane, Mina, Dinya, 
who we thought you were going, that should be all right. But the way this club is run and the decision to appoint Rafa completely ruined all of that. Yeah, and now yeah. Coleman's pretty much done himself because Patterson's coming in. I saw Yerry Mina get subbed on. I was like, what's going on there? Michael Keane is one of the worst defenders in the league at the moment. Yeah, Ma- Michael Keane has been awful. I-, I-, I still think that young guy, Brantsfield, should, play- should be playing. I thought I thought he was phenomenal in that game he played. I mean, and like, the problem, Anwar, El- Anwar El- El- Ghazi, who like, is a decent player, but like, you know, is, is that the level that Everton are at now? You know, that, that that's who they can compete with in the transfer markets. Like, because yeah, that guy Mashiri does have a few quid behind him as well, so he should be able, you know, to put around a bit of financial weight, but he just can't seem to. I, it, the, the, the club just on, get mugged off no, every time they're in negotiations. No, they're, they're relying on people like Anthony Gordon and Damari Gray, like mm-hmm. perfectly good players, but like... Yeah. Well, I'm, we'll talk about transfers as well. They brought in Nathan Patterson from Rangers, and I've never seen a fan base lose a player and for everyone in like the comments and tweets and stuff just to be like great deal like very rarely does that happen especially for like a young academy lad who you would think would go on to like stay at rangers for years and you know become a mainstay every single fan went yep okay we'll take 15 mil but it's still it to me like like he is a great player and he will um be scotland's right back and he's very similar to andy robertson etc 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 um, but it just screams of more non-planning because that guy John Joe Kenny, yeah. he's been on loan to the Bundesliga and Celtic and played for Everton and like they just haven't they just continue to play Seamus Coleman anyway. So I, I don't, <laughs> they, they don't they don't they don't there's no plan at Everton. Well, that's if even they play Coleman because a lot of times they'll just shove out like Godfrey or something. Yeah, yeah like there like there has been no planning for this. There's been no squad management. Mm. of this team for years basically and, and and Billy they're trying to bring in Roberto Martinez again I saw that he'd be dumb to move there I saw they were linked to Graham Potter he he well, just well, instantly went no well, well of course Graham Potter's going to be linked and then and then Wayne Rooney and like like you know <laughs> Wayne Rooney is doing a good job a derby obviously in incredibly difficult circumstances mm. but like I, I know that's kind of the, the thing now the like the young ex-player job um, for the boys, but like, but like, does Wayne Rooney come in and turn us around? Like, yeah, after Rooney, however long he's been at Derby, you know, struggling there in the championship. Obviously, been up against six third on three liquidation and everything, and didn't have enough players he, at certain he, points. He's, and everything. he's doing well, like fair play to him. But I, mm. I, don't, I don't understand why that would make this situation better. Nah, just big dunk till the end of the season. I, I honestly think that's all it can do, and the biggest risk with that as well is that big dunks lack of kind of you know tactical. I don't know, and then uh, he's he's volleyball passion merchant where he's like bit of magic, bit of magic from someone, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then you're relying on Andres Townsend to score like thirty yard screamers. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what he would be doing. Four four two, Damari Gray on one side, Andres Townsend the other, cutting in. You know, no, they're 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 in a complete. And other shambles. I, I I think they're at a massive risk of going down, genuinely. And well, I think after, relative. I think after the second goal, you see them concede the the Ida goal. Yeah, they deserve to. Now, one thing I will say in defence of Mikalenko in this situation about passing the ball back and just Mikalenko being there, there was a bet three six five advert going round at the time. What, on the advertising board. Yep. Now, obviously, that's a company that is yellow and green. 
Norwich playing yellow and green. I think that got him. What do you mean? I, I don't understand. I, I think he's got confused between player and advertising board in terms of colour. I think they've merged and he's not even realised. Remember a few years ago whenever Renato Sanchez had that pass? Oh, yes, I remember that. Yeah. And then there was someone in Germany, maybe Tommy Miller. Miller passed like a Santa going by on the advertising board because it was in red. <laughs> I think the same thing happened to Mikolenko here. I think he's looked around and not noticed the yellow and green Norwich player because of the Bet365 advert. Yeah, I, I'm all about getting rid of him. <laughs> well, one player you won't get rid of is, and unfortunately for him, scored a cracking goal with Charleston. Scored a cracking overhead goal, which normally would, you know, be like goal of the month type thing, but no one's going to remember that. No. That's uh, just uh, the, yeah. the last goal before Rafa got the boot. I just think, like, <clears throat> I, I just think Dean Smith, because uh, his assistant is Craig Shakespeare, who is well known as the um, the Leicester um, Ranieri assistant who sort of took over <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> probably the best assistant manager in the Premier League, I would say, or certainly up there. And they're, they're probably looking at that squad and being like, Man. <laughs> that's rough over there how are we, we going to do like, you know. what a league so only another game we actually got to see twice as well this week uh, Villa against Man United but this time at Villa Park and a bit of karma sort of because then came back the other way for Emmy Martinez with the, the first goal from Bruno Fernandes just a wild strike from Fernandes that he let go underneath him and you could sense the joy from Man United fans of that going in after what Martinez did at Old Trafford earlier in the year with his penalty celebration. Yeah, I just, like, Bruno Fernandes, you know, I'm just like, you just need to settle down. Like, and also, what, like, I know, he, you know, he's got this great reputation and everything, right? But, like, Ralph is he's changing that team every game. Yep. Like, I know Ronaldo was um, injured and stuff. Yeah, like, he's hurt the hip because he's thirty-seven, so of course he's hurt his hip. But like, but like, like I'm, I know this guy Alanga or whatever is good coming through, right? Jesse Lingard comes on the 89th minute, really. <laughs> I just, I just don't really get what. I mean, what, like, what are they doing? Like, I don't get it either. Like, none of it makes sense to me. I keep telling you every time I watch United, I'm like, okay, this is the week I find out. Yeah. And still don't have a clue. No. I actually think there's a lot of the players are actually a lot worse in this kind of formation assistant. Marcus Rashford in the cup was terrible. So as you say, this game, United were just dragged along by Fernandez Because for a lot of the season, he's been missing. He was fantastic in the years where playing Ollie Ball, they needed a bit of magic. And, you know, he was the guy, I think, ever since Ronaldo's come in. Mm. Taking him off free kicks, taking him off penalties. He's kind of hitting the shadows a bit. Ronaldo's not in the squad, you know, he's dragging them along. There's a lot of that. And they were 2-0 up and you're thinking, have they sorted this? Gerard said at half time he told a few home trees to the fellow lads and second half, last thirty minutes, fellow were dominant. Uh yeah, I I think they're they're looking good. And um of course we had the uh, the return to the Premier League of Philly continue. Yeah, Phil's just had a couple of years holiday. So he has a way to Barca. What a third most expensive player of all time? Ridiculous that that's that's ended up at Aston Villa. I don't even like Billy. I don't even think it's his fault. No, none of what's happened to him is his fault. I honestly think that going from Barcelona to Aston Villa right now is a step up. I mean, that's one way to put. Yeah, and I wouldn't disagree. Now, 
somewhere that would disagree with you is the ESPN FC Twitter account. <laughs> so, sorry, what did they say? They, during the week, uh, Barca lost to Real Madrid in the Spanish Super Cup semi-final. I'm which, shocked. Truly shocked. At that. Which, of course, isn't played in Spain, because why would... What? Where it's, it pl- it's played in, like, Qatar, Saudi Arabia. Of course it is, yeah. So, you know, classic. But they, so Barca were like 1-0 down at one stage, and then it went to 1-0, 2-1 down, 2-0, went the extra time, Real Madrid won. But the ESPN FC Twitter account were like, what a great performance from Barcelona tonight, coming back twice. <laughs> I was like, the lost? <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't uh, believe what I was reading. Yeah. And like, oh, I, I hate yeah. that club, but anyway. <laughs> to continue, am I remembering right, Billy, in that fantastic game, um, when the football was coming back after the, the first lockdown, when Bayern destroyed Barcelona, and Coutinho was on loan at Bayern from Barcelona, but was allowed to play and scored. Well, I remember this. That yes, uh, you're missing one aspect of this game. This was the evening where Philippe Coutinho ruined what would have been one of the great bets of my life. <laughs> oh, at, yes. At yeah. halftime, I seen odds on Paddy Power. It was like a special <laughs> request thing, and it was like. <laughs> Bayern Munich to win 7-2. I think it had happened a couple of years before and watching it we're like okay let's you know it's worth put a quid on it it's 35 to 1 and Philippe Coutinho put them up 7-2 but too early it was on the 85th minute so for the rest of the game you're kind of watching it being like no more don't go forward don't go, you've, you've won the game kill it all no Philippe Coutinho goes up and scores an 8th yeah, <laughs> killed me so he'd, I'll never forgive him for that that was one of the all time bad beats of my life oh, so it was I couldn't the electricity from going from seeing a 7-2 and then going oh no they've they've scored too early yeah but yeah he's back in, back in the prem made the difference I brought him in the fantasy team oh interesting right because Steven Gerrard's an all time like job for the boys kind of guy <laughs> So he, has, he yeah, he's one, he's he getting is. the band back together. There's no way he hasn't been on the phone to Louis. Being like, Louis, there's a job for you up top if you want. Uh, he's probably going to get Fernando Torres out of retirement. A- 100%. He'll be on the coaching staff. Yeah. yeah so he will, yeah. Stevie, Stevie will look after his mates. So, yeah. but yeah, Phil gets an easy goal. Let's be honest. Rafael Varane kind of lost middle, middle of nowhere. Yes. It's just an easy goal. And he clattered his knee off a post as well which was a worrying sign for me uh, and yeah. I was like I put him in a fantasy team oh don't hurt yourself after scoring yeah it wasn't quite as bad as I think uh, just uh, I think it was on the other way you saw this Billy um, people get injured in one of the FA Cup games I think it was the QPR keeper when he like dived to the left you see this mm. he, he like dived to the left <laughs> yep. saved it and won the game but but like hyper extended his thigh or something <laughs> I was like lying on the ground saying like oh no like uh, I'm 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 done. All his, all his teammates piled on him. <laughs> I love that so much. Um, so he's he's definitely out for longer. Um, uh, but yes, uh, continue out of Villa. Yeah. And another player I'm seriously impressed by recently, Jacob Ramsey. He's a different player recently. Um. Yeah. He, he's kind of like a bit of like a box to box midfielder type. I don't know what Gerrard's told him. Like, what's he telling him in training to make him this much better? Yeah. Um, because apparently there's Chad that he wants to bring in uh, Glenn Kamara, who was the kind of course job for guy. the boys. Chad Rangers, the box to box midfielder. So I'm surprised he didn't get the Patterson bit in. <laughs> I'm sure he probably did. Yeah. Probably another one on the phone to Steve Davis and Steve, you know, <laughs> McGinn might go on. 
you know, we can might go in the summer. We need a man. Do you, do you fancy ten minutes here and there? <laughs> yeah. And a guy, a guy who may need a job or wants a new one. Tony Marshall, Chris, is left out of the squad. Ran your claims, you know, he just didn't want to play. He, he rightly said, I don't want to play. Marshall then disputed this on Instagram saying he loves football. But the talk about Tony Marshall, like, what? A, it's been a weird career at Man United for him because he peaked too early. Well, well, it's 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 more, it's more that he never he never kicked on. Yeah, exactly. He scored that goal against Liverpool that we'll forever see. Yeah, when he was like nineteen. Yeah. yeah, and then he had that weird contract, and everyone knows the weird Ballon d'Or clause in it and everything. And well, it's well, as you say, he just never became the player we all thought they were going to get. But I mean, Monaco, like Monaco, churn out. Um, like they're kind of known for like. Like they scout all over the world and attract players to come to Monaco because it's lovely, and then mm. they promise them, "Oh, we'll sell you for you know uh, whatever in the future." And he's like part of that kind of yeah, generation. They, but they, they make like three of those guys a year. Man United were unlucky in that they were too early because they bought him, and then obviously a Bappe comes through. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just never kicked on. Just strange career. Hopefully, he gets a decent move, but I can't see him ever hitting. The highs that he was supposed to. I'm sure. I'm sure he's tur- like. I'm sure he's turned down people as well. He probably has. I mean, at the time, it was a ridiculous fee. It was like fifty million or something. Yeah, with like add-ons to go to like seventy-two. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, what a! <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, that's just a Woodward mess of a signing. You know, he goes in the negotiations and clubs just like slap him about. No one, no one, he can't do anything. Yeah. Uh, we'll go. We'll go into a game that killed me a bit, but knew it was going to happen. Half twelve on Saturday, my my complete weekend was ruined. Uh, Chelsea turned up the Eddie had and didn't have a sniff. I say Chelsea turned up. The Chelsea B team turned up. Uh, Marcus Alonso <laughs> played. He was booked after five minutes, which Steve McManaman turned around and was like, "Yeah, it doesn't matter how early in the game it is. That's a yellow." Meanwhile, you can guarantee last week or a few <laughs> weeks ago against Liverpool. That the Mane elbow, he's like, oh, that would have been too early for a red. Yeah. But yes, the entire thing, just could tell Chelsea weren't going to win. The, the way Tuchel set up, I think, was wrong. I He had to criticise the guy, but you can't put Hakeem Ziyech on the same wing as Kyle Walker. There was one moment where Ziyech was like running in behind Walker, and instantly Walker just got back to him. Just um, we were so ineffective. I mean, I, did, I do, to be fair, I did love uh, his reaction to Tuchel's reaction to ZH's not being able to play like the most simple three ball. Yeah, on earth. Uh, that was great. Again, a lot of that, like that ball, should be played four or five times. Not getting the Lukaku, we just don't bother doing it. ZH, yeah, completely overplayed that pass, and it's like you're playing Man City, you only get one of these a game. Uh, to be fair, that's us. Oh man, sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's why I felt during this game <laughs> six. Uh, to be fair um, uh, De Bruyne's goal was unbelievable you say that it was beautiful, it was beautiful. No, and I'm an all time protector of the guy I love Kepa uh, oh, nothing to do with Kepa it was just a beautiful goal nothing to do with Kepa unfortunately for Kepa Kepa is the worst keeper in the league well one of the bottom two it's between him and Pickford they are they are the worst two keepers in the league at saving shots from outside the box. Right. If you look at his jump, 
he, he goes the wrong way initially. He's so heavy on his right foot. I think he's been taught this in training that this is the way to save. And to be fair, probably is the right technique. I'm not a goalkeeper. But he, he had it so in his own head that he had to go right. Even though we all could see where De Bruyne was putting that ball. And he puts himself so far to the right that he's never going to reach that. He's yeah. the worst. I think if you put a put together a compilation video of goals Kepa has conceded, they'd be some of the best you've ever seen. <laughs> uh, how did uh, Big Bettinelli do against uh, in the FA Cup? Had nothing to do. <laughs> so it did. Just can't really say anything. I'll be honest, there's nothing really I can bring out of this game. The only thing, other things I've seen, I was surprised that we didn't play 4 2 4. We played it in the cup against Tottenham and played it reasonably well. One player I want to dig out a bit because I don't think anyone's digging him out is Jack Grealish. What do you mean? Fraud. Dig- what, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean digging him out? If Jack Grealish weren't English and he weren't at Man City, we'd all be going 100 million fraud. Oh, I, I don't know. I think no, it's a disgrace what he's getting no, away no, with. No, I think I know. I think like I like, I don't know off the top of my head, but I imagine in the sort of stats that matter, like um creating opportunities and space and all that kind of stuff. I, I imagine his numbers are good. Three goals. But there's no, there's no way that Pep plays him if he if he's not performing. Nah, for a hundred million pounds he should be scoring or assisting every week. And he had a chance to score against Kepa and bottled it. Do, I think do, pe- do, people need people need to start putting an eye on Jack. For a hundred million pounds he should be doing better. Paul Pogba, whenever he came from UV years ago for eighty million well, or whatever well, it was. Totally, yeah. We we were digging him out week in, week out, no, talking about hair. Well, I things. wasn't, but we need, we need, soon as was. Yeah, we need to start giving Grealish the same treatment. So um, yeah, um yeah. Because like I think Mares is probably like the model where like he doesn't play every game, but then when he does, he's world class. Yeah, he's, he's fantastic, cuts in, scores the same goal every week. Yeah. No, I think yeah. Jack needs to start picking up before other people that aren't me who are bitter about their team losing the Man City. Uh, yeah, it's just unfortunate because um, we're in the title race now. Yeah. Yeah, well, the title race is over, so it is unfortunately. Sorry to everyone. Yeah. Chelsea messed it up. There's no title race to be had. City do what they do, have that, that kind of run over Christmas where they just demolish teams because they've two 11s basically, so yeah, easy for them. Uh, I brought up earlier about just football in general and going how much of it there is. I feel like I hear from Tommy Tuchel every day. <laughs> what do you mean? I've more like I hear more from Tuchel than I do family members. The amount of games we play, oh, I'm just oh, like I, I see, right. there was a press conference with Tuchel today, and I was like, I hear from that guy so often. <laughs> they asked him the exact same questions today than they did on Friday. Yeah, and then I saw this stat now. I don't know how accurate it is or not because it comes from a, an account called CFC Daily. <laughs> <laughs> but they were working out the free midweeks Chelsea have had since the start of last season. Right. So Chelsea had... What's that called? What, just the amount of football we're playing and the right. amount as a fan I'm having to endure. I don't get that. As a fan, I'm doing Saturday, Tuesday or Wednesday, Saturday. It's too much. So... Last September, Chelsea had one free midweek. This is excluding international breaks, obviously, as well. In January 2021, they had two. And in August 2021, they had two. I'm watching too much of this. I need less football in my life. Uh, I mean, yeah. Like, I don't, don't disagree. But that's, <laughs> yeah, when you're in all the competitions. That's... Well, when you're in all the competitions, could you imagine if David Moyes had that little hard schedule? 
<laughs> we, we have. We have. Yeah, 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 one week of it and he's gurning. <laughs> <laughs> so as we're, we're doing this months on end. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it was the case. I saw took all press conferences. I was like, this guy just needs to start a podcast or like a daily radio show instead. So that's I, I, basically I what he's quite become. Like the way he talks, to be honest, yeah, he's a very good talker, and I do enjoy it. But I'm like, even these interviewers must be getting fed up. I, I don't know whether you. Uh, well, there's no reason why you would have, but I listened to this um, BBC political podcast, and I was really surprised to see that Gary Neville was the latest interview on. Of course, Red Nev's on it. Sure, he's making it all about himself at the moment. They were asking him, like, is he going to run to be, like, the mayor of Manchester and stuff? Yeah, sure. You know what he's like? He loves a girl and he'll end up with that. (laughs) I can't... Give give him... Get him off Sky Sports, actually. Yeah, yeah, that's why I don't think he'll do it. Because it's less money. Yeah. Well, no, (laughs) because... No. <laughs> right, well, we'll get off politics then. <laughs> and we'll go on to our final game, which will be Wolves against Southampton. Yeah, I assume the only reason you want to talk about this is because it, of like one of the best free kicks that I've ever seen was scored in this game. There's a couple of things in this game. Oh, right, okay. Fair so Wolves got their first penalty since February in this game, which I thought was an interesting stat because I'm right. like, surely someone's just going to break down the likes of Adama in the box, but clearly not. Right. Connor Cody got a goal. The, he, guy, the guy's he, prolific. He did, but I, I didn't like the celebration. He didn't really know what to do. It was just a lot of, <laughs> like, kind of emotion burst two. out of him. Uh, that, that's my other note is, so I didn't actually know the result while watching much of the day, so I was taking notes as, as watching it, and Adama Traore had a stinking miss. Do we always does? I know, yeah. but it got me thinking about Adama in general, and I was kind of thinking, and it's an awful thing to think about a player wishing injury on them. But I looked at Adama being like, that guy needs an ACL injury just to slow him down. <laughs> like, not, I don't want it to be negative. I don't want it to, you know, have bad consequences on his career. I think he just needs to slow down in general. And then he does go on the score. And this was, I think, better than, or more than the goal, the most interesting thing about this game. Because Adama had a pre-planned celebration. Like, uh, there was a pair of gloves he I had. Did, I did. I don't really know how he got them on or off. I didn't really see how that situation occurred. Yeah. Well, I just thought it was interesting that he's pre-planning celebrations considering he hasn't scored a goal since May. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what stage is he around the training ground going, lads, I'm thinking this next week, and they're all going, aye, okay, Adama, you do you, do you mate. Yeah. And then, yeah, as you say, James Ward-Price with another free kick goal, which, fantastic. Like, but- Pointless. Like, it, it was like Ronaldo. Like, uh, the technique. It was, but pointless. What, what do you mean pointless? He lost. He was 3-0 three, three down. You can get away. You can oh, do that on. at 3-0 down. Uh, he's like five off beating David Beckham. Yeah, but if I ever say that in a compilation video, all I'm thinking is, lost that 3-1. That meant nothing. That uh, was a stat pattern. What, 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 what do you want him to do? Like... No, I'm, I'm just saying, in terms of whenever people are going, what a free kick and everything, I'm like, yeah, it's a good free kick, but, you know, 3-0 down at the time. <laughs> I, 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 I think, I, I'm more interested that, like, because I saw, like, the list, um, and, uh, like, Seb Larson featured very highly on that list of, like, all-time <laughs> Premier League. You know, and like, it's, like, Beckham, Janino's up there, isn't he? Yeah, and, like, Morton Gams Patterson. Blackburn. What a player. He's a real throwback. <laughs> Back in the day, yeah, he was great. But the, um, the owner of the worst dive in Premier League history. <laughs> I think even people like Robert Snodgrass are like not that far off the top kind of... Because the way that list works, I think Beckham has like 17. So I think if you get over five, you're like one of the top on that list. Yeah. 
Chris Brunt was further down. See, another uh, guy who should be nowhere near the top of any Premier League <laughs> list. <laughs> uh, Sean Maloney, now the <laughs> manager, um, when he was at Wigan and, and stuff. Um, I, there was that um, there was that fullback in Newcastle who got injured all the time, Ryan Taylor. Unbelievable. <laughs> Is he on that? Yeah. Oh my, like, someone needs to step up here. <laughs> I think there should be more, like, recent players on it because a lot of those guys, the older guys, will have had to deal with Premier League scenarios where the ref will have gone, okay, get your 10 yards, and they'll have right. not been 10 yards, whereas now, with the lines and everything, it should be, in theory, easier to score a free kick. Yeah. So it is, so I'm going to discount James Ward Price's free kick goals. Nah, he's, like, uh, he's the absolute goat, let's be honest. No, I'm going to start looking at them more in detail now, being like, did he score that in a win type thing? <laughs> and di- difficulty wise, right. if, if he's got the spray in front of him, I think you've got to multiply it by something. Right. You know, you've got to put a handicap against Ward Price. I have to say, though, if anyone doesn't have Jose Saz, the fantasy football goalkeeper, in any type of fantasy football, they are silly. What I don't think I have him in mind. What a goalkeeper. I have Martinez. Uh, 17 points you got me. And they I know, conceded. but like, no one's going to waste the transfer on a keeper. Well, I've got a wild card. Well, yeah, and I don't know how many free hits everyone's got recently. I've lost... Tra- I, I can't keep up with fantasy football. Yeah. So I can't. There's just too many postponements, free hits, Mo Salah clearing off mid-season. <laughs> absolute shambles all around. Yeah. So yeah, I'll be in the mud this week. <laughs> but yeah, we'll wrap it up on that. We did have a bit on the AFCON for in the mud because that is the most mental competition ever. <laughs> but we'll save it for future weeks because the way it goes. Well, there's more and there's, to come, obviously. Yeah, exactly. There's so much going on that I reckon we'll just do a full 40 on it one week. <laughs> so we will. If you, if you watch the Ivory Coast last night and watch a goalkeeper break his collarbone conceding a goal... <laughs> Just because the pitch was in shambles, you'll understand why. Yeah. Um, so we'll get to that in future weeks. Uh, and Chris, any final thoughts that um, you're never prepared for? Um, no, uh, I'm interested that the Afghan is in Cameroon because I've never seen Cameroon. Um, and they get themselves a, a sponsorship on the Arsenal sleeves next year. Visit Cameroon.com. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and on that note, we'll see everyone next week. Thanks for listening as always.